0: Welcome back, everybody, to the podcast on a more somber day, I would say. Definitely. Um, I mean, I'm sure you all know what you do, especially Jordan. But we lost the goat, in my mind, Kobe Bryant and his daughter and The other people in that helicopter crash. And it's just a little weird, to be honest.
1: To live in a world where Kobe Bryant's not here anymore?
0: Well, yeah. Just like we were saying, you know, you expect these guys to be around forever and ever. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: And I mean, some of them are. Like, Bill Russell's still alive. Yeah. (laughs) Um, You know, and so
1: it's tough to like not to have or to know that you're not going to get to watch him age and you know the influence that he was having on the the next generation of basketball players is going to be greatly missed um but maybe to start maybe just we'll both just kind of share how we found out the news um maybe like our first reactions and then we'll kind of talk a little bit about some of our favorite Kobe moments, maybe some of our thoughts that we've had this past few days and mm-hmm. go from there. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll, I'll start. So yeah, go ahead. I was in church. I was in church. Um, I was teaching a primary class and I had kind of mentioned to you earlier, I, I saw it on a, a group text that I was a part of and I, uh, like many other people, I thought it wasn't real. I, I thought it was someone that had gotten their facts wrong or made a mistake and as I quickly scrambled to like social media and other sources, it, it was uh, it was true and heartbreaking and definitely uh, it was weird because I wouldn't call myself a huge Kobe Bryant fan, um, especially being a Celtics fan the past few years, um, but he's just he's like you said before we started recording, he's our generation's Michael Jordan you know i i never got to watch michael jordan in his prime by the time i got into basketball it was the torch had really been passed to kobe and yeah kobe was our our jordan so um yeah it a lot of disbelief a little bit of confusion and you know it was just tough to take but um that was my experience over the weekend how about you
0: yeah i was i was in church too and got a text from um Rory Barfus and you know asking is this is this real you know and it was like a TMZ post so I kind of was skeptical um but I went to uh I went over to Twitter and it was trending and you know saw it was confirmed and so I went well first I, I was getting a ton of texts from everyone, people I haven't heard from in a long time even, you know just saying like, you're the first one we thought of and uh, anyway, I texted Jordan to make sure he knew because if there's anyone in this world that loved Kobe the most, it was probably Jordan Pickett but (laughs) yeah, um, so him and I were chatting about it and anyway, I came home and you know, I mean everyone knows my family (laughs) are Lakers fans and uh, big time Kobe fans. Um, and so, you know, came home and it was kind of weird around here. Um, but yeah, it was just, and then, and then we were sitting there trying to find out who was actually on the helicopter, you know, and then found out his daughter was with him and it just made it even worse. Yeah. You know, you feel even worse. Cause I mean, it's, child and Kobe just trying to be a dad in his retirement years. That's all he wanted to do. And that's what he was doing on on that day. So yeah, I don't know. Um it's a little weird. I I guess just some background Stuff about about Kobe, um, kind of like you said, you know, like I was how how old was I when Jordan was in his prime, like the end of his prime. Yeah. I mean, I was eight years old, right? So like, I don't really remember watching that much.
1: We um, we weren't sitting down at, at night to like watch a full game and, and to really comprehend what we were watching. Yeah. Until until we could, which was during Kobe's prime and
0: yeah, it was like his heyday. You know, like probably 99, 2000, 2001 was when I really started to watch the Lakers a lot with my dad. Um, and of course, it was Kobe and Shaq. Um, I always loved Shaq because, you know, being a big man myself and kind of my brothers too, you know, we kind of liked Shaq a lot. And then, but if you were a Laker fan at the time, Kobe Bryant was. I mean those those guys weren't 1A and 1B they were both 1 you know on that team. Yeah. And uh Anyway, it was just it just had me thinking this week um about uh just kind of the feelings I had back in the day uh you know cuz largely Kobe's prime was like I mean I guess from the time I was about 10 9 or 10 to the end of high school you know yeah. and um I just I can remember and I mean you were right there with me I can remember people nobody liked the Lakers in Cartston there was no. there was maybe five people I can count like I can count on one hand the amount of people that were Laker fans and the rest of their everyone else just despised them and it was it was because of Kobe Bryant and I'm not like saying this to make people like, oh, you shouldn't have felt that way. I mean, you should have. This guy, I say this all the time, but Kobe ruined a lot of childhoods. (laughs) Yeah. Like, a lot of other teams' fan bases couldn't stand the guy because they couldn't figure out how to beat him. Mm -hmm. And what I loved the most about that is obviously I never had to feel that way towards him because... (laughs) he was on my team you know he played for my Lakers and it was just awesome to know that to feel so proud of that like you know I walk into school with a Lakers jersey on a Kobe jersey on and just you know people make these comments um everyone loves Steve Nash or the Jazz or you know
1: yeah Jazz or Steve Nash you know
0: oh he's Canadian we have to like him oh we're Mormons we like the (laughs) Jazz anyway um it just like it just made me feel so, like proud I guess, and because uh, people just had this vitriolic hatred for Kobe, and I mean he, I can definitely see why. Like he was an easy player to hate if he wasn't on your team. Like he wasn't a particularly good dude all the time, you know. Like I mean, he kind of came off that way. So um, anyway, I just had that thought. Like despite what anyone says about him, um, and I mean before this happened all over twitter it's you know like kobe wasn't efficient like you know james harden's better scorer because he's more efficient like it's all about efficiency nowadays right and -hmm. like all these people were wanting to like hate on him and discredit him but like i know what i saw i remember what i watched and what i watched was one of the best basketball players i've ever seen and so yeah it was just I mean, having said that, you know, there's lots of good memories, but it was just that was just my one thought this week was like that guy was my child, my first childhood hero, the reason I love basketball, the main reason I love basketball. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, it really, it really did hit me hard. Um, but anyway, that was just something I wanted to talk about because. I just can remember yeah. that feeling of like walking to school or going, going to school every day and just people, when, when the Lakers would lose, everyone would be on my back. When they'd win, I wouldn't hear a word. And it was just, well, I hated it, was, it at the uh, time, but looking back, it was a lot of fun.
1: <laughs> it would be first period you'd sit down in band class and I'd come down and sit next to you and be like, I'd be the first one there saying, Oh, lost or giving <laughs> you a hard time. Um, uh, for me, um, I remember, I don't know if you you probably won't remember this, but, uh, we were in champs basketball. I think we were in like grade, um, six or maybe it might've been grade four. Um, you and I had just become recently acquainted. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were playing, we were on the same like little intramurals team, whatever this wasn't during champs. We were playing like three on three or something. And you just turned to me at one point. You said, okay, you're Kobe. I'm Shaq. And I remember thinking to myself, I was like, and I remember I said, I was like, okay. And I just thought, because we just met and I was just getting you. And I was like, okay. And then in the back of my head, I was like, who the hell is Kobe Bryant? <laughs> um, and then, you know, just learning about him, watching him, um, a lot of what I've listened to on podcasts and, and just seen on TV recently is just what he was able to do basically between like the two primes of his career, um, like the number eight, the number 24, what he was able to do during those two time periods where he was able to win championships, set records, get scoring titles. Um, and like just the, the rein like he was able to reinvent himself and his game um, for like the second half of his career, which I find really incredible. I think it's something that Tom Brady's done. And I think you have to be a goat to be able to do that Yeah, um, for lack of a better word. And then just, um, just you know, being in high school and giving you all the time uh, <laughs> because you you hate the Lakers because they were great, and mm-hmm. it's similar to how I feel like people feel about the Patriots. Um, mm-hmm. And I like what you said about how I didn't have to hate them because I was cheering for them, and and it's been really special to watch and to be able to watch a certain athlete or a certain team be able to accomplish such great things during your lifetime. Um, when I thought back to like high school and, and giving you crap about the Lakers, I don't think I was terrible, but no,
0: you weren't specific- one of the worst ones. Don't worry.
1: Yeah. Specifically. I, I thought back to Bantur, and, um, banter always, always fell, uh, during, I think it was the second round of the playoffs.
0: Oh, yeah, right.
1: And um, so it was three consecutive years. Uh, we would room together. And for the last two years, Kent would be there too. And I always knew that like people would plan to do stuff. like They wanted to go hang out at a mall or they were going to go swimming or they were going to get together and do stuff. And I just knew that it was like our first night at the first hotel. I knew the Lakers would be playing. And we were going to order pizza, and we were going to sit, and we were going to watch the Lakers play, whether it was game one versus the Rockets versus the Suns, whoever they were playing. And I just knew that's what we did, like the first or second night of band tour. And some of those games were just incredible. And it really was watching the Jordan of our generation. And, And I remember sitting in that room and like, you couldn't deny that little like hotel room wherever we were watching them play. And just, it was like you, me, I think Tanner Pearson would hang around until halftime. Yeah. I think Taylor scout would do the same. And anyway, just like, yeah, it was nuts. And
0: I can remember that specific, sorry, just, I can remember that specific time they were playing the Rockets. I think it was our last year of that. And like the Rockets took them to seven games without Yao Mm -hmm. Ming that year and i can just remember you and i and kent and like i think it might have been tanner i don't know who whoever it was was like hey everyone's going to the pool right like the like there's gonna yeah. be ladies there in the hot tub like yeah. and we were just like no like we're watching basketball
1: <laughs> watching we're watching kobe so and you know what watching because like bleacher report and twitter has been just on fire with all of these kobe highlights and all these different things and and I went back and I watched some of the series, specifically some of the Celtics series. And um, I, like I sat down before we recorded this and I watched the Celtics and uh, the Heat game. And there's just nobody on the floor that does what he could do. Like, mm. like, I think there's some really talented guys in the NBA right now. And I know like LeBron's in the league and there's Giannis and there's these guys who are... But it's just different. Just like it's just not the same when you watch other guys play. Like like I said, like I watched the Heat Celtics game tonight and it's just compared to like and I know the game's different now and and it's different than when Kobe played, but just man you just don't see someone like him on the court and and you know what? This is really the main point I'm I'm getting at, and I think I shared this with you earlier was I hate Eli Manning. I have hated Eli Manning for beating the Patriots in two Super Bowls, stealing the perfect season away from him. And I've just always wanted to see him fail. Yep. And I I was upset when he ended his record, 117-117. I wanted him to have a losing record because I didn't want him in the Hall of Fame. I didn't – you know, I just didn't like the guy. And he recently retired. Um I I feel like I haven't been bad at this but like I want to be better at it is just to appreciate the talent and and the greatness that exists for athletes right now that we're watching and because like all the people that give you crap in high school about Kobe they seem pretty hypocritical right now to be like oh like he was awesome he's the go blah 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 it's right I like and I know like I wish I would have spent more time like cheering for him or appreciating what he was doing on the court and like just like and I think for me it's going to just go into like all the sports I watch like I don't like Eli Manning but you know what after this whole news and everything passing I think I can look back at what Eli Manning did in his career I don't have to love the guy but I can appreciate that he had some moments in his career that were incredible and yeah. and as a sports fan we, we, we like to see those moments, and it's. I think it'll be something I try and do more. Like Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, Deshaun Watson, Saquon Barkley, Odell. Like I just I know that some of these guys, not all those guys, but like I know Odell and some of these other guys who are pretty easy to dislike, but like their talent is undeniable. And I think I'm gonna try and like spend more time being appreciating what they're able to put out, excuse me, and do um throughout their careers, so but yeah, that's kind of where I was that's where some of my thoughts that I had this week,
0: yeah, that's fair we yeah, I think you know we have natural tendencies to hate you know players and teams that do our teams wrong, but yeah, maybe. Maybe it'll help, you know, try to, we can still hate somebody maybe, (laughs) you know, but still like acknowledge the performance. Um, Right. And so, yeah.
1: Where like with Kobe, I feel like everyone's like, I hate Kobe. Like Kobe sucks. It's like, okay, no, no. Kobe did not suck.
0: Yeah. Sucks is, I hate that word when it comes to. (laughs) So. Yeah. Yeah.
1: what about um, – oh, no, this was the other thing I was going to say. Um, there's like – what was really cool is I saw on Twitter like after the news that Kobe had passed away was broken, like people just started like – I know on like the Dan Lambert podcast, they talked about how like like Dan shared like he just started calling people that he loved. and mm-hmm. was like, reaching out to people. Um, one of the cool things I saw on Twitter was I guess Ken, uh, Kevin Durant and Kendrick Perkins – have had beef for quite some time.
0: Yeah. They were just and, beefing like a week before that on Twitter.
1: Okay. And I, I, I didn't really follow it, but I just saw that, I guess he reached out to Kevin Durant and was like, you know, this was just an event where they like kind of realized like, Hey, there's there's bigger things in life than maybe what we're fighting about. And, and I don't know. It's, it's just kind of cool to see people try and bury the hatchet on, maybe things they've been fighting over for a long time. And I think that also speaks to the influence that Kobe had on the game and then and the players and just the people that were a part of it or watched it.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and you see, you know, I saw a tweet that was like, you know, we, we should be thankful every day that we get back home safely, you know? Because if you think mm-hmm. about it, like we're traveling in these cars that <laughs> – are going at high speeds and I don't know, like just anything could happen. So we should feel lucky yep. every night that we get home, especially to our families. And uh, yeah, yeah. So, um, um. I was kind of like I said to you before we recorded. Um, I know a Lil Wayne song shouldn't make you cry, but I was listening to that Lil Wayne Kobe Bryant song on my way home from work yesterday, and it was. The tears were welling up in my eyes, I won't lie um, But uh, Yeah, and having said all of that I mean, he was a big You know, he played for Lakers for 20 years So he was in I mean, I watched him play for 20 years um, And so That's I mean, I'm 29, you know So all but Nine years of my life he's been playing for my favorite team so but you all know how much he how much he means to me so why don't we talk about maybe a couple or three of our favorite moments whatever comes to mind yeah you can remember
1: um i don't know if you you have i have uh this is just the easy one um the 81 point game versus the raptors this is just a Mm-hmm. Just obviously one we've seen multiple times on like the top like Sports Center like top ten things and and definitely on Twitter this week I saw it a few times. It's just I don't know how you score eighty one points in a game. Like I remember playing selects basketball in Carson and scoring forty points in a game, and I think I took like every shot and like. I didn't like sit at all, and I played like the whole game, and it took absolutely everything I had to score forty points. Mm-hmm. And I don't know how you double that in the NBA, where the talent is so much greater, and just it's crazy. Um, and just just the clips of Derrick Rose being like, "All right, we got to lock him down. Okay, no, now let's double team him." okay, no, nah, now we're going to triple team him. And he still, like, went off and just, and just, yeah, that's, I know that's something I'm going to go back to and just, like, show my kids and be like, watch this. Yeah. Like, when you get hot, like, and you, like, you're feeling it, like, look what can happen. And obviously Kobe's on a different level than everybody else, but just,
0: Still takes a lot. I don't know lot. how you score. I don't yeah. know how
1: you score eighty-one points in a game.
0: It's wild. Um I think uh, I think the top the top moment for me, and it's because he I mean, he won five championships, but the top like most vivid kind of play or whatever in my mind wasn't even from a season where they won the championship. Um I It was 2006 or 7 I don't remember One of those years they played the Suns In the first round of the playoffs And it was like Kobe and Smush Parker And Kwame Brown and Chris Mim like Just the Parker. trashiest team you've ever seen in your life And They played the Suns in the first round The Lakers were up 2-1 Overtime Jump ball at half court Kobe gets the tip Goes to the elbow Shoots over three guys hits the game winner on the Suns and went up 3-1 in the series. Now, they went on to lose the series, but the way I felt in that moment, Steve Nash, who everybody just adored, Mm -hmm. you know, like the Suns team that people loved, around me at least, were losing to the 8-seed or 7-seed Lakers. You know, and it looked like, looked like the Lakers were going to win that series but just like i can remember in that moment and then just seeing like kobe celebrate you yeah. know he kind of like grabbed his jersey on the one side and kind of ripped it across and like it's just oh, yeah. that'll just always be vivid how he just got to the elbow there and just cashed it and uh like i said just kind of the the circumstances the team he was playing you know all my friends at school loved the suns for some stupid reason and uh sorry i shouldn't say stupid i mean yeah. People probably thought I loved Kobe and it was stupid, but, um, anyway, that's kind of like the top moment. Cause I just, I can just remember watching that and like, just being super jacked about it. Um,
1: um, another, one, another moment I liked was, this was, a it wasn't a fast break, but he had, they were playing the nets and this was probably in the early two thousands. Yeah. Was it yes. like
0: the 2001 finals? Oh two thousand final.
1: I don't know if it was in the finals now that I think about it. But it oh, was basically you, okay. he, he was driving and he he's on the right side and he's coming down and the guy's in front of him and he does a uh, he puts it behind his back and he gets under the rim with like kind of like a reverse dunk. I don't know if you know what I'm talking about. Oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he um and it's just the coordination and like the the timing the dexterity and everything, the balance that you have to have in order to pull something like that off, just incredibly athletic and just, just an incredible highlight too. And yeah. going along with that, I love Kobe shooting form.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I just like his fadeaway and like the kick that he would do. I always, whenever I play, like I always try and do that kick. Um, when he does like his fadeaway right at like the elbow. Right. And honestly, just a beautiful shot. Like whenever I would like, when I was younger, play like 2k and you got to like pick like a shooting form for like a guy or whatever. Mm-hmm. I'd always make it Kobe. Cause I always felt like it was one of the best looking jump shots.
0: Yeah, that's for sure. Um, yeah, it was, it was perfect. That form basically. I mean, it's how you teach it, you know? Um, yeah, I think these other two moments are related, but the last two titles that the Lakers won, so 2009, you know, I just remember that series ending against the Magic, and uh, as the clock's winding down, Kobe's kind of running back towards the bench and just jumping up in the air, and like, just, like, he just looks so happy, and like, you know, the guy's won three of them already, but it just looked like he's winning his first one again. Um, but the most, I think the most iconic picture in my mind of Kobe, and I didn't even get to watch this finals because I was a missionary at the time, 2010, um, they beat the Celtics and there's this photo of him on the scorers table with all the confetti raining down. He's just facing the crowd and he just, he counts out the five on his hand and he just he's holding the ball, has the hat on. That's like. One of the most iconic pictures uh, in my mind. Yeah, it is. Um, I actually changed it to my phone background, actually, the other day. Um, yeah. And so, like like I said, I wasn't even there to witness that live. Um, but it's still pretty f- iconic in my mind. And especially, like, you know, beating the Celtics, like, kind of that rivalry there. Mm-hmm. You know, it just made it even more special for him, too, to especially, I mean, probably more even than me, because, I mean, I was not a Lakers fan in the 80s when the original Celtics-Lakers rivalry was going down, so. Yeah. Um, yeah, those were kind of my top. Those were the ones I wanted to point out.
1: Yeah. I um, I had mentioned this to you earlier, but I think it would be very fitting, and as a Celtics fan, I know this isn't what I should be saying, <laughs> But it would be very fitting and be, and just add to – I don't know. There's just iconic sports moments where like – where just things line up and things happen like, I don't know, 2010, Canada winning the gold medal in ice hockey in, at home in overtime against the U.S. Just, Just a cool moment. And I think it would be a cool moment for in the year that Kobe Bryant passes away for the Lakers to get back to the finals and win it all um, oh, I yeah. think they're they're fit to do that this year, and it would just it would take a sore spot in the year and 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 it would find a way to i don't know find some silver lining in the season if that makes sense but mm-hmm. uh it'll be interesting to watch how the rest of the year plays out and uh with Anthony Davis and LeBron, if they were ever in a position to win the championship again, it's definitely this year. Um, I think the last thing I was going to say about Kobe was I appreciated, uh, just as like like a parent and a father, just what he was able to do in retirement when it came to like family time. Like the whole reason he used a helicopter was so that he could have more family time. I recently watched, one of the interviews that he did and and they asked him about it and he just said like he was finding that he was in traffic too much and it was wasting this time that he could be doing other things. And he figured out a schedule where he was able to, um, do some of these dad things that he really, really wanted to do. And, um, he, uh, I don't know. I just, I know that I think Kobe was flawed. Like we all are. Mm hmm and um bill simmons pointed out that like kobe Bryant got into the league just as the internet was starting to be a thing and so he basically spent his whole life like with the internet and like being dissected and under this microscope of critics and the media and like 24 7 and and i know he he played the villain role i know he didn't have the prettiest past and stuff but i think for what he he ended up becoming i think is, uh, was um, obviously a great basketball player, but even, like, a great dad. Um, and, yeah, like just kind of that point was, like, the whole helicopter thing was so that he could take his daughters to school and he could be there and spend more time with them. And in that interview I was talking about, he just kind of says, like, if it's 20 minutes in the car with him, like, I want that. And so as a dad having a daughter, and, like, Kobe was always, like, very, like, open about how he loved having daughters and and i feel the same way like i love having a daughter it's, mm-hmm. it's so much fun and um i kind of feel like i'm gonna get another one um with this next baby that's coming but yeah um it's just cool to see him be great at like one thing and then like have that same dedication and like drive in his like kind of last chapter if we can call it that and and uh it's heartbreaking that he was with his daughter and the other victims that were there. Like there's obviously more people there and a lot of people are influenced. I know that there was a mom and a dad and a daughter that were in the helicopter and they left behind a daughter who's now an orphan, which is heartbreaking. So a lot of people influenced by this. And obviously we talk about Kobe, but just be like, he was a big name, and he had influenced so many different people. Before we started recording, we talked about how so many sports teams and players across all different platforms were were, were um, you know wearing his jersey, putting that number twenty-four, that number eight into their warmups or into their preparation. And what I really like about Kobe is. You know, we always talk about like the me- the Mamba mentality, and in a world where, you know, like nothing's given to you, and, um, like I really like what James Harris. I think it's James Harrison. He always talks about like how he hates like participation medals and stuff like that.
0: Yeah,
1: that's the right guy, right? Yeah. I just I feel like Kobe's drive and his like work ethic and all these things are so important, and that's why like. I love sports is because if you want something, you ought to go work for it. And like you're in a, in a lot of sports, you're in a team environment. So you learn to work well with like your teammates and others. And, and I feel like it really does prepare you for when you get into the outside world, because well, you know, like whether it's post-secondary education, your professional career, whatever it is, things just aren't really given to you. And if you want it, you got to go get it. And I feel like Kobe's a perfect example of that. Um, And so I I just like appreciate from that standpoint too, not just like what he was able to do as an athlete, but what he was able to do as, I don't know, like I don't want to say motivational speaker, but an influencer for sure when it comes to his, again, his work ethic and his, his drive. So it's, that's something that I will appreciate from his career and his life. And definitely, I don't know. I don't even like pass on to the next generation, but I like, it's like Jordan, even though Jordan's still around, like, I don't know. It's just, you talk about him and like, there's just a, I don't know if reverence is the right word, but.
0: Oh, I think it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. He, uh, right. I don't think there was a harder worker in, uh, In sports, I mean, you'd be hard-pressed to find one. So that's, I think, what he'll leave behind as well as, like you said, kind of how he's, after he retired, he really just started to focus on other pursuits, being Mm -hmm. a dad, one of them, you know, winning an Oscar for that poem he wrote, just kind of, you know, he had other things he wanted to do, which was really cool, and he started to do those, and he was really making, you know, he has that, mamba academy where he's helping kids and yeah it's just
1: but it's it was interesting to see him take that work ethic and drive and apply it to different fields that weren't basketball and to still see success Mm -hmm. i think that's that's important and i think that speaks uh i think it speaks to like what he was and i don't know just good practice for everybody yeah for sure like you always hear about the crazy stories about like his workouts where people show up to the gym and they're like, I got there at like four in the morning and like Kobe was already there. Like he got there at like three in the morning or something like that. I don't yeah, know. It was just,
0: dude was nuts.
1: Yeah.
0: Okay. Well, I think, I think we can move on to the football stuff, but we just wanted to obviously yeah, talk we... about Kobe
1: if people remember there's a Super Bowl coming up
0: I mean Kobe had a huge effect on both of our lives just as sports fans so Uh it's only right that even though we have dedicated this to football we had to talk about my favorite player
1: (laughs) Dude, like I'm sitting here as we're recording and there's highlights for the St. Louis Blues and the Calgary Flames, a hockey game going on. Yeah. And it's it's cutting to people in the stands wearing Kobe jerseys.
0: It's wild, man. Just how far reaching yeah. yeah, it's crazy, right?
1: Hmm. Yeah. You can see yellow in the stands with all the red. Yeah. That's awesome. It's cool. Okay. Well, football.
0: Yeah, we got the Super Bowl this week, everybody. Um, Ben, who won the Pro Bowl? Cuz like you said before we recorded, you are like <laughs> yeah. nobody paid attention. Do you know who won?
1: No, I think I think the AFC ended up winning.
0: I think TJ Watt had a scoop and score, which is cool, yeah, he did. but um I literally watched zero seconds of the Pro Bowl cuz I was
1: Same here. Yeah, it just yeah. didn't matter that day. <laughs> no, and that was like we talked about I think today we had we were texting and it was really the first day in the past few days that where I've actually been like, "Oh yeah, there's a Super Bowl coming up. Tom and I like to do a football podcast. I should probably think about football for a minute, yeah. Aaron, right. Which I really haven't done. But we're in for a good game. I'm really excited for it. I think we mentioned in past podcasts these are we got two great teams. We're I think we're spoiled this year because well most fans are spoiled because one the Patriots aren't there and two just two great teams and. What we wanna do is just quickly we're gonna go through uh, the six i i kind of we kind of broke it down into six different positional groups, so we're gonna kind of go through talk about each one a little bit, who we like, who we dislike, who we think has the advantage at that position, and then we'll we'll kind of see how we feel at the end of this um, and we'll make a pick of who we think's gonna win, yeah, sound fair.
0: Yeah, sounds good.
1: So, starting with the obvious one, I, I was actually going to make one of our position groups a coach, but I was like, you know what, Shanahan, Reed, like, I feel like that's just a coin toss. like,
0: Yeah, like... I like them both. It's so. really hard to know because, you know, like Shanahan's done some awesome things, and we know that Andy Reed's just kind of always been a really good football coach wherever he's yeah. gone, you know? So, I don't think... And I
1: feel like this week, sorry to cut you off, but no, like, that's fine. I think like this week I've, I've heard a lot about... Andy Reid, with time to prepare, is like really good. Hmm. But I've also heard the same thing for Kyle Shanahan. Maybe that's the same for just good coaches in general, but they both had some time to prepare.
0: Yeah, so we'll skip over the coaches because, yeah, I think, like you said, they both bring – they're both good coaches. I think we can say that.
1: Yeah. So the positions we're going to do, we're going to start with quarterback. We're going to move to – Um, running back, wide receiver, tight end, just kind of the skill position players. We're going to do the offensive lines, the defensive lines. Sorry. Kind of like the front seven guys. So we'll do some linebackers, some edge rushers, tackle, D linemen. And then we'll do a secondary and special teams. So we'll get the easy one out of the way. We'll start with quarterback, Patrick Mahomes. First, Jimmy Garoppolo. What are your thoughts?
0: Well, Mahomes clearly has the advantage, especially how he's been playing, right? Mm -hmm. Um, I totally agree. The last two games have been probably some of the best, especially that game against the Texans, you know. Um, I wish I could find it now, and I wish I saved it. There was a tweet about Jimmy Garoppolo, though, where a lot of people were saying... um, you know, like, he's a game manager at this point, blah, blah, blah. But, like, the the tweet was showing some kind of stats that he was – it was, like, I think his QB rating in certain situations or, I don't know, something like that. But, like, it was very favorable for him. Um, another thing is that I don't – I haven't heard a lot of people using this to knock him, but there are some that are, like, he hasn't had to do anything, you know, because of running it. – well, it's like, well – if the Steelers' running game was going so well, like if Roethlisberger threw eight passes and we won by – if we blew out the other team, like I wouldn't care, right? If right. if James White or whoever the Patriot Rex Burkhead, you know, whatever guy they file in there, was like having Jones this phenomenal Cray. game. Yeah, and like Tom Brady, you know, had 100 yards and whatever, like you wouldn't care either, right? No. So like we can't knock Jimmy for like the offensive game plan working well. Yeah. <laughs> so, no. I mean – obviously Mahomes has the advantage but like I think we might be surprised if Jimmy has to do some more throwing maybe what we see but
1: yeah, I think from a talent perspective Mahomes flat out is better than Jimmy Garoppolo Uh, I think Jimmy Garoppolo has a good arm he's accurate he's got a great coach that's going to set him up uh, to succeed and uh, I just think Patrick Mahomes is just a different talent that we just haven't seen. And you can't really compare Jimmy to him, but Jimmy's been here before. So a lot of the talk on a lot of podcasts are the Super Bowl is different because halftime is so much longer, right? Like players are used to a quick word from the coach, change your cleats, grab a drink, get back out there sort of, mm-hmm. um, up where now they're going to have like a, kind of a dead space of like a half hour or something like that, where they're going to have to know what to do, like like where your mind goes and like how to, and it sounds silly, but I think it's a real thing for players to have to deal with where they're used to a certain format and now it's completely different. But for Jimmy, having been there with the Patriots, he knows what it's like to go into a halftime, to be going to a halftime being down. I know that his role was different, but I think it's fair to say he's used to that schedule that they're gonna to have to deal with and and I don't know if that and quarterback is such an important position. Any edge, especially in the Super Bowl, is is good. So so for me, the position I went with was after I make that case for Jimmy Garoppolo, I am gonna go with Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. I just think uh the arm, the running ability that we talked about last week that he's able to do I just I have a a really hard time thinking that Patrick Mahomes won't have a good game not that Jimmy couldn't either but I just I feel like talent the arm the running the man like like what we saw last year from him he was incredible and I think he's he's getting back to that after his knee injury that he kind of suffered earlier in the year so
0: yeah that's fair and so, so I think, yeah, obviously Mahomes is gonna ball even against the so are, are
1: you going to advantage Kansas City as well? Yes. Okay. So we we favor the Chiefs for quarterback. Let's go to running back, wide receiver, tight end. This is uh I don't know, there's there's talent on both sides of the field.
0: The tight ends are a wash. I although George George Kale's great. But the way, the way that the, like Mahomes and Kelsey is probably—I mean—is better than Garoppolo and Kittle. But um, I think we can kind of make the tight ends like kind of wash out.
1: Yeah, because what are they—the one A and one B of the season?
0: Yeah, they're probably the two best tight, tight ends. ends going right now.
1: I think they'll both be used heavily in this game, mm-hmm. which I'm looking forward to. Because you know me, I love a good tight end.
0: Yes, Aaron Hernandez. Oh, sounded, I mean uh, that, Gronk. That,
1: oh. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. I was just gonna say, I like, I feel like that came out wrong. Oh wait,
0: yeah, that said. too. <laughs> um,
1: but yeah, Aaron Hernandez. My wife just watched the documentary. She's like, "You gotta watch it." Oh yeah. <laughs> She's like listing all these players from like Florida State. I was like, "How do you know who those? How do you know who Riley Cooper is?"
0: <laughs> Honestly, I I've, I've watched a little bit of that, and it showed some. Like obviously, this was before any of the big like anything was found out to be really true but uh there were patriots fans you know outside of the courthouse or whatever and they would interview them and they'd be like yeah we're here to support aaron we believe he's innocent you know i just had this this picture in mind of you being one of them
1: (laughs) no this was was
0: this this was like before like this was like the early points of the whole thing you know like before really anything was known so but it was just funny because i
1: I was on my mission for when he got drafted in his first year. Oh. wait, one or two years. I got home in 2012. In 2011, 2012 is when he played. I think. Okay. Yeah. Because I remember coming home, finding out about him, being like, oh, he's good. And trying to like catch up on my team. And then uh, him ending up in jail and being like, huh? <laughs> What's going on?
0: Wait, what now? Yeah.
1: I was like, I'm going to like this Gronk guy better, I think. Anyway. <laughs> okay. Um. So man, what were we talking about oh, we're talking about tight receivers ends. Anyway.
0: and tight ends and running backs.
1: yeah, Kelsey Kittle one a1 b. uh I oh, let's start with the running backs
0: Chiefs I'm no, sorry 49 yeah, yeah, my bad
1: let's go uh like the 49ers have Brita. they've got Coleman, they've got
0: mostert
1: Mostert. I even don't know Jeff Wilson is playing. yeah Jeff Wilson's actually even good too. I know Coleman hurt his arm in the, the NFC Championship game. So I have not seen whether or not he's like... Because I remember seeing the injury and it like looked like he had hyperextended his elbow or something. Right. Like it didn't look very good. Um, so I I was trying to see if he was going to be on an injury report or something, so I didn't find that. But I think advantage running backs goes to the 49ers just because Damian Williams, I think he's good. Just not as good as those three, three headed monster of whatever the 49ers have. But if I think back to the Eagles' page of Super Bowl, Super Bowl 52, some of these Eagles' running backs really stepped up and had good games. And so, like a guy like LaShawn McCoy, I could easily see it balling out and just being a guy who has a great game. You know?
0: Yeah. Yeah, I mean, so it could happen for sure, but yeah, just based on I mean the running games of both teams throughout the season.
1: Yeah, forty the managers managers are,
0: are top notch. So,
1: so then looking at the receivers,
0: well, Fort mean,
1: have good receivers.
0: Yeah, Debo Samuel's really been killing it, and Sanders is solid.
1: He's been there before. Yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, and I like Kendrick Bourne not like a well known name but like I think he has good chemistry with Garoppolo
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but for the when I look over at like the Chiefs it's just Hill Hardman Sammy Watkins I feel like they're all faster than oh, the 49ers receivers
0: It's just weapon after weapon over there yeah
1: so I, I think I lean 49ers there so in general looking at all the skill position players where do you lean
0: well, yeah, it's hard because it's almost like the running game of the Niners washes out the receivers of the – and then the tight end is a wash. <laughs> yeah. But I think – I know we're not talking quarterbacks, but the way Patrick Mahomes can use these guys and the, and the arm, Tyreek Hill out running people, you almost just want to give – I almost just want to lean Chiefs slightly if we're grouping all three of these together. Yeah. Um, although, I mean, if the Niners can control the game with the run game, then that will give them the advantage. But, uh, I'm going to lean with the Chiefs just because of what I've seen from them.
1: I do too because if I favored the running backs for the 49ers and I favored the receivers for uh, the Chiefs, and I had to pick, like gun to your head, but you had to pick – Tight ends. I think I picked Kelsey. Yeah. So, with that being said, two of the positions are in the Chiefs' favorite, so I think I picked the Chiefs too. Okay. Okay. Let's go offensive line. I didn't do a lot of research on the offensive lines. Took some some looks at them. I feel like because I, I am familiar with a few guys, like. Fisher and what's the other guys in Tardif and some other guy on. Yeah, like I said, I don't really know the offensive lineman too well. Yeah, I think the Chiefs have a decent offensive line, and I think that the Forty ers have a slightly better offensive line. Um, I just feel like the way that that offensive line is working for the run game, for the Forty ers I think they're just operating at a higher level right now. Yeah, than the Chiefs. Uh, I think Patrick Mahomes has had some really nice runs lately, but I feel like he's had to because I think the pocket isn't as clean for him. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just think that what Shanahan is doing with that offensive line to elevate the run game speaks to the talent that they're dealing with with those guys up front.
0: Yeah, I've I would ag- I would agree with you. I think the uh, I mean just based on the Niners' run game all season. Um, I mean, I like I said, I'm not too, not too familiar with their pass blocking numbers, but I think they have a huge advantage in the run game, so I want to give it to them. Um, and what's interesting, I don't remember the other player, but there's two players on the Niners who were there in 2012 Super Bowl, and Joe Staley was one of them. Yeah. Just an interesting point, but um
1: another guy that's been there played in that game
0: yeah so i don't know i like the i like the niners slightly here
1: me too okay let's go quick we'll go to the defensive line slash front seven with the linebackers i think that the chiefs are a lot better this year than they were last year looking at this group um Going out and getting... Well, they got Chris Jones, who's back. And he's a huge help up front. Going out and getting Frank Clark. has been really good for them. So there's... I feel like the pass rush is better this year. But when I look over at the 49ers, that's just like... What's been working for them. With Bosa. um,
0: Buckner, Armstead.
1: Buckner, Armstead. Warner, the linebacker. um,
0: Quan Alexander.
1: Juan Alexander, D. Ford over there now, which is interesting that D. Ford was on the Chiefs and now he's with the 49ers, So there's some interesting uh,
0: and uh, things at play here. Frank Clark looks homeless. <laughs> Sorry,
1: he does. He does. He
0: kind of seems a little crazy right now for the Chiefs, but but no, I yeah. just
1: think I think we I think we'll both agree on this one. I think the the front seven, the front seven for that defense for the 49ers is. Loaded
0: Yeah I've Yeah It goes To 49ers Here for me okay. Cause Yeah They just have A lot of guys And They're just Playing really well
1: Alright Let's go to the Secondaries This was really Tough for me Because I like The corners For The 49ers But I like The safeties For the Chiefs
0: Right Right
1: and I don't know where I lean on this one. So I think Tyron Matthews having an awesome year. I think he's like the guy that that defense needed. and I think Sorensen's been playing really well. You're guy from BYU. Yeah. Uh, I think he's actually been having really nice playoffs. but like Sherman and I think it's Witherspoon is the other guy the other corner opposite of Sherman. I like those guys better than what the Chiefs have who are I don't want to get this wrong I know they have Breland and
0: and Charverius Ward
1: yeah Charverius Ward I think they've both been also been playing well but I just think Sherman and, and Witherspoon are better so in a Super Bowl do you value your safeties more or your corners more
0: yeah this is a I don't know man I don't really know if I Know enough about Like I know the I know the big names Like you said but It's hard
1: If you were like If you're a coach What position is more valuable to you? A safety or a corner?
0: I think a corner that um, Well you know what I mean (laughs) Mika Fitzpatrick was Kind of the missing piece on the defense for the Steelers, but they we also don't have like, um, you know, a Stefan Gilmore type, right? And so, uh,
1: but McCourty had just as good, a, like, one of his best years this year, too, mm-hmm. as a free safety for us. And it's, and I, I don't know, I almost just want to split this and be like 50 50. I mean,
0: uh-huh. yeah, we can, we can say wash. I, uh, I might lean slightly to San Francisco, but I think I think we can say a wash. We haven't done that yet, so yeah. Other than tight end, but that but we lumped them in with the other skill guys.
1: Right. Okay. Let's go to the last one, special teams. Um, for everything I looked up, I found that the kickers were ranked very closely. Okay. Um, like Golden, is it Butker?
0: Yeah, Butker. They're,
1: I don't know, I looked at rankings and, like, stuff before the season, in the season, and they're both, like, in the top five um, for kickers in the league. Um, same with the punters. The punters are actually ranked super close, too. I looked at, like, uh, punts that lay, that uh, ended up within the 20%. Like, it was a percentage that showed when it, the ball was in, within – Within the 20-yard line, does that make sense? Yeah. I'm trying to say. Yeah. Call and they were both... Yeah, they were like... Yeah, they were both like... One was ranked like 18th and the other one was ranked like 19th in the league or something like that. They were like super close. Oh, okay. Um, anyway, uh, for me, what it came down to was the return game. Because I feel like the kickers are very similar. The punters are very similar. So the return man was... Kind of where it came down to me, and I feel like McCole Hardman versus the that Jesse James guy—I think his name is or,
0: ja, uh Richie James.
1: Richie James, not Jesse James. Jesse James is a tight end.
0: Oh well, yeah, caught that end. he caught
1: that ball. He caught that ball. I just think McCole Hardman's a bigger threat, and you know, it wouldn't be the first time that we've seen a a special teams unit do something to influence a game, right? Like I think back well, yeah. to the Chicago. Chicago versus the Colts, uh, Ravens, Forty Nine ers, Super Bowl. You know, speedster guys get the ball in their hands and they can make a play and well, influence the get, game.
0: If yeah, if, if I mean, if if you can win like the field position, you know, battle kind of by having good returns, that can make a huge difference. Um, something the, I mean, just you know, watching the Steelers every week. That's something that they've haven't really had in a long time is like a good return game and so mm-hmm. a lot of times they're starting drives way back in their own but like having guy like hardman and hill yeah it just makes a. I think it makes a big difference because they can flip field position so quickly you know without even taking it. it doesn't even have to be taken to the house they can just get like a 25 yard return or you know something as simple as that and it can kind of yeah make the difference so
1: yeah, I can take you from the twenty or from like the ten to like the thirty-five or yeah, whatever. It's huge. Okay, so KC. so, th- so Casey there. So I guess the last thing to do is to make your pick for the Super Bowl. Who do you think is going to win?
0: Well, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be rooting for the Niners just because I like them and I think they are just a little better story. Well, you know what? The Chiefs haven't won in how many years, but. I don't I don't dislike the Chiefs really but I'm going to cheer uh, I'm going to cheer for the Niners but I'm going to pick the Chiefs <laughs> mainly because I picked them to you know in my initial prediction way back in August right. and so I'm just going to stick with them as the Super Bowl champs and I think I mean either team can win this if I had to choose a team it's going to be the Chiefs I think yeah,
1: yeah. I think I'm the same um both teams deserve it. San Francisco has just a lot of guys I like. I like Sanders. I like Debo Samuel.
0: You love Shanahan. Richard Sherman.
1: Oh. I think Richard Sherman deserves another one. I love Shanahan. Um I love the story of like Mostert, Brita and uh, Um obviously we'll feel bad if Jimmy wins because I probably should probably should've kept him. But I think, obviously, Bill knew that and sent him for a good situation. Can't believe he only got a second-round pick for him, but that's another story for another time. Uh, I just, Chiefs, in this, I just felt like we we favored them at a few different spots that I think are going to really come into play. Obviously, the most important position being the quarterback. And, man, I just, something about Mahomes, the way he's playing this year, I just think it's his time. And I don't know. I think it'll be a close game. I don't think this game is going to be a blowout in, by any means. Both teams can score, and I just think that at some point KC will get ahead at a crucial point. Like, I can see this game going right down to the, the wire. Hell, hell, it could go to overtime. I think this will be a tight race.
0: Yeah, I think, I think it's going to be a good game. So that. Yeah, that'll be fun. MVP. Well, I can't pick anyone but Patrick Mahomes. <laughs> unless unless like Kill has like a punt return touchdown or something or or a kick Is he is he the punt returner or the kick returner?
1: Uh I know kick returner is Hardman. Punt returner is Tyreek Hill, it says chart. on the depth chart. Is it? So
0: Okay. You know, if Ty so Tyreek Hill has like a return TD and like a receiving, you know, I mean, but I'm yeah. that that offense is Mahomes. So Patrick Mahomes. Let's
1: say um, I because I'm on the same boat. I would pick Patrick Mahomes, non-quarterback MVP. If we see it, who do you think gets it?
0: It's gonna be Tyreek Hill. Actually, could okay. you know what has a tight end ever won it before?
1: I don't know. That's what I was thinking. I think I wonder Tri- if Kelsey. Could be. I'm gonna go with Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I like that pick because I I could see a scenario where like Mahomes just goes to his guy, and if they're doubling Tyreek Hill for the speed, mm-hmm. or like like a a sneaky pick could be Sammy Watkins just has a game where he goes off for like 200 yards, four touchdowns. I don't know. No, I think Kelsey's a, a sneaky pick for a non quarterback MVP. All right. Fair. There you have it. Yeah. We think the Kansas City Chiefs Chiefs are gonna win. Super yeah. Bowl fifty four.
0: There's our pick, and then we'll we'll recap next week and maybe and then we'll get into the off season and we'll talk a little bit about our off season plans for the podcast.
1: We got stuff to talk about already. Phillip Rivers is apparently on the loose.
0: Yeah. Um I wonder if he'll wanna play again or
1: Yeah, there's rumors about Breeze contemplating retirement. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, good old Tom Brady going to figure out where he's going to go.
0: Yeah, he's going to uh, the Chargers. No, I saw today that um, Joe Montana was trying to tell Tom Brady not to leave because he didn't want it to be like he did at the end of his career. So.
1: I appreciate that because I, I would love for – there's just – the the tough thing is I don't want to pay Tom. Is that, is that bad to say? I don't want to spend all our money on him. Right. I want him to come back for one year, play on a veteran minimum, let us go out and get Danny Amendola, who he trusts, so that him and Edelman can be there, and then go get a big name wide receiver like an A.J. Green. And – run it back if we can keep that defense intact with the rest of our money that's cool i don't know if we can
0: yeah it'd be it'd be kind of weird if tom brady to demand a bunch of money at this point in his career but i mean he's been he's been taking pay cuts his whole life so i guess
1: (laughs) i I feel like i can't complain because he's he's been so good to the team this whole time but it's like oh why do you want money now
0: right you have like
1: one or two years left let's just just come back for the cheap money again. Like your wife makes enough. You don't need it. Let's just, and I get it. Like he's never been like a highly paid player. And like, I th- it, it would be probably annoying to see all these Jared Goffs getting incredible money where you're just like, Oh, I'm playing for peanuts compared to what you're getting. And I'm like the best there's ever been. And just... It's just a weird time to do it. And so I, I, I don't want to demand it, but I don't know. We can talk about this later.
0: No, oh, yeah, that's fair. Yeah, we can. We'll have a lot of we'll have a lot of off season to talk about that, You know, so
1: unfortunately, we're getting okay. back to the football time of the year.
0: Yeah, but anyway, thank you all for listening. Uh, yeah, one thing I was gonna say, you 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 talked about it earlier with the Kobe thing. Like, if the Lakers do win the championship this year, I might just break down and cry on the floor. It's okay Because it'll probably be like And then like I'm just having this vision in my head Do you remember LeBron winning in Cleveland? Cleveland, yeah. this is for you I can imagine him saying
1: Kobe, this is for you Yeah, and
0: it was just Oh, oh man
1: He was just I just got shivers
0: Right, shot right to the heart So Obviously hey, as a Lakers fan I'm, I'm praying happening. for yeah, it we
1: gotta, we gotta play this back If that happens
0: Yeah, it's oh, It would It'd be amazing But uh, and like you said they are capable and I believe that um, it could happen so we'll see but anyway thank you all for listening we appreciate it um, I think I'm gonna I'm gonna actually share this episode I think on Facebook and stuff like to my regular feed and just say just ask people to at least listen to the first part cause Even the people who don't regularly listen, they can just turn it off after the Kobe part. But I think that's what I'm going to do. Because I think people will be interested to hear that. Our thoughts on that. But you know where to find us on Twitter, at TripsRatePod. Hit us up. And we'll talk to you after the Super Bowl.
1: Goodbye, everybody.